On July 16, 1999, John Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr.'s Piper Saratoga aircraft was reported overdue and missing by the control tower at Martha's Vineyard Airport. It took three days for searchers to locate the underwater crash site, as cable news breathlessly reported every development. On June the 18th of this year, one hour and 45 minutes into its dive, the Titan submersible, on an expedition to view the wreck of the Titanic off Newfoundland, lost communication with its support ship, triggering a four-day search, again breathlessly followed by the media. While the details of each tragedy were vastly different, I was struck by certain similarities. For instance, the lack of safety concerns, the vast wealth of the deceased, but mostly the public fascination with rich people doing risky things. While most of us are familiar by now with the alleged problems in the design of the submersible, carbon fiber composite materials used in the ship's hull that failed to withstand the great pressure of the ocean depths, it's well to remember the misjudgments involved in the fatal Kennedy flight. The NTSB itself found that JFK Jr. crashed because he was an inexperienced pilot who'd become disoriented and lost control of his plane in the dark, hazy night. Most people's initial reaction to the Kennedy tragedy was total sympathy and sorrow, especially here in New England where the Kennedys were icons and everyone of a certain age remembered three-year-old John John raising his tiny hand in salute at the state funeral when his father's casket left St. Matthew's Cathedral. But it wasn't long before I started to hear snide comments. When I asked one man how he felt about JFK Jr.'s death, he said, well, about the same as he'd feel about mine, which may have been true, but struck me as awfully cold. Soon enough, the conspiracy theory started that JFK Jr. had intentionally crashed his plane because his marriage was on the rocks and his magazine venture had failed, that he was murdered by the deep state because he was planning to reopen an investigation into his father's death. But whatever was said, the public couldn't get enough. The barrage of comments following the Titan implosion filled the media news for days, ranging from genuine sympathy for the passengers to sarcasm about stupid billionaires. But many of us couldn't help asking ourselves why so much attention was paid. Why, in a world in which good people die tragically every single day, we seem to be obsessed with the deaths of the rich and famous. Within hours of the Titan implosion, for instance, more than 300 Pakistani nationals were killed when an overcrowded fishing trawler capsized off the coast of Greece. Who were they? What were their names? We know that Shahzada Dawood was a passenger on the Titan submersible, but he was one of the richest men in Pakistan. We know that his attempt to view the Titanic was a risky adventure, but how much more risky than boarding an overcrowded boat with your family in a desperate attempt to flee your poverty-stricken country and start a new life? My theory is that poor people dying is just 
not news. In fact, the poorer you are, at least in the eyes of the media, the sooner you're expected to die. Rich people, on the other hand, especially fabulously rich and famous people, are expected to use their fortunes to circumvent the problems that crush the rest of us. Illness? Get the very best doctors and buy all the experimental drugs. Trouble with the law? We all know that the best lawyers can keep the rich out of jail. Catastrophic climate events? Just move to one of your other houses. It's front-page news when the rich and famous succumb to the same problems that we all have because on some level we believe that the rich are somehow protected from doing dangerous and risky things. And the trouble for them, at least in the case of JFK Jr. and the passengers on the Titan, is that they believe it too. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.